Welcome to the Michael Cheney Podcast. I'm the owner of growfast.biz. I've grown from zero to several million dollars in personal net worth with my internet businesses, and I'm on a mission to give away everything I know for free. I'm doing this because I want to leave a legacy, I want to make a difference in the world, and if you ever need help implementing it all, you might want to reach out to us. This is the story of how I started out in my bedroom as a content creator and grew from zero to making several million dollars in personal net worth. And this was all done without using YouTube. So four years before Facebook was even invented, five years before YouTube started, six years before Twitter got off the ground, and 10 years before Instagram was even a thing, I was creating content online. Now today, the term content creator is used to describe people that put out YouTube videos, generally YouTube videos, but also other video type content, and they make money by sharing ad revenue with YouTube and these other platforms. But when I started out, that wasn't even a thing. You see, back in the prehistoric dark ages of the internet, when I started in the year 2000, there just weren't these platforms. Social media did not exist. YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all these places, none of those existed. So you had to create your own content using your own platforms. Now, the thing that I started out doing was I created a community website for seniors in the UK. And I started this business with my friends and we thought, oh, this is going to be awesome. We'll go after this demographic. They're a fast growing demographic online in the UK. We'll get a bunch of pages on this website and we'll charge people to put ads on these pages. We'll approach advertisers, they'll want to pay us to reach this audience, and we'll just laugh off into the sunset as we make millions and millions of pounds and dollars. That was a theory. So we created this website, we paid thousands of pounds to get this site built, we paid a coding team, we paid some developers and some designers, we got all the legal entity, the business set up, we did the whole nine yards, and then we went live with the website. Now, when we first went live with the website, of course, we had to have some content on there in order to have pages that people would want to read. But it was really a starting point. We just thought, oh, yeah, we'll just throw this up there. It'll be great. We'll get masses of traffic and then people will submit articles. They'll write the content for us and it'll just be like this virtual circle, right? And they'll come and visit the site. They'll send us all the content. The content will get us traffic and we'll just make tons and tons of money. So we created quite a lot of that content ourselves in the first instance. So we were writing articles that we thought would appeal to the 50 plus crowd. So writing stuff that we knew nothing about, like gardening and hiking and all these activities that we thought the 50 plus crowd were interested in, which is completely hilarious and ironic now as I am in my 50th year. I actually turned 50 later this year. But back then I was in my 20s and I was like, oh, what do these guys like? Oh, they probably like travel. And, you know, I was making all these assumptions. It was crazy. So me and two of my friends wrote a bunch of this content, put it onto the site and that was it. And we went live and we were like, that's it. We've made it. Hey Chaniacs, I've had a ton of people tell me they get more value from this podcast than most of the paid products they've invested in, which is awesome. Now, when you share this podcast with someone else, it's like a gift. They'll get massive value and they'll thank you for it. They might even repay the favor and give you something awesome in return. And it's making a difference by helping fellow entrepreneurs. It also helps me spread these free teachings far and wide and leave a legacy too. So thank you in advance for sharing it with others. Now, back to the show. Now, little did we realize that the internet is 
content. And the amount of people that don't fully harness this and don't fully appreciate this staggers me to this day, that people go online, they don't do anything, like they don't contribute anything of value, they don't create any content of their own, and they're just stalking other people or they're lurking, they're reading content, they're consuming, but they're not putting anything out into the community. And they wonder why they're not making any money and they're not getting any traffic, because that's what the internet is. It's a collection of content. Without the content, it's just some servers in a room somewhere just whirring gently, nothing going on. Now, we didn't fully understand that. We went live with the website. We got very little traffic whatsoever. And the reason is we didn't have enough content. When the search engines like Google and so on spidered the website and they came and found the website, they found little bits of content that we had. And then they went back and that was indexed and put in the search engines, but there just wasn't enough of it. And it wasn't being added to on a regular basis. So instantly we were stuck with this problem. Also, we didn't have a way to get get the content onto the website, right? We didn't have a technical way to upload content. This wasn't like Facebook and Twitter and all these places now where you can just hit post and type something in or upload a file or add a video or hit record. This is before smartphones, before social media. So we had to pay a coder to enable us to upload content onto the site. It was a very, very clunky process. So not only were we having to write the content ourselves and tippy-tappy away on the keyboard and do some research and write the articles, we were then having to go through a very manual process to actually get that content onto the website. So it's a real nightmare. And we didn't grow. We couldn't get traffic. So at this point, I started investigating search engine optimization or SEO to try and investigate how we could get better ranking in the search engines. Now, this is the early 2000s, remember. So it's very, very early days. But what people would say in that sphere is that you needed to get a lot of backlinks, people linking into your website. And obviously, the more content you had, the better chances you had of being found in the search engines. But also, you needed to be quite niche in the topic that you had. Like if you had a site that was about everything, which our site was by definition, because we were trying to appeal to all these different interest groups in the senior demographic, your website wouldn't really be about anything. For example, if we had some fishing content or angling content on our website, it would be ranked very low on Google compared to a website that was dedicated to fishing because that was obviously an authority resource. So as I started to immerse myself in this, quickly became apparent that the three of us could not create content on a regular basis, build the website out and get ranking in search engines. So we started looking for alternatives. So what we actually did is we went out to so-called experts and people that were already posting articles on other sites, on other places online, forums, bulletin boards, places like that. And we would email them. And I would literally have a spreadsheet of maybe a hundred email addresses of people that I got from web pages. So this is back in the day when you could actually do this, say a hundred email addresses of people that were interested in gardening. And I would send a mass email one at a time using something called mail merge and Outlook Express, if you remember that, a Microsoft program. But I take all those email addresses and I would email them all and say, look, we've got this website. We're looking for authors like yourself to create valuable content. You'll get seen. This is the media coverage that we've got. You'll get featured on our website. Uh, we may even be able to pay you some money. So there were no promises because there was no money floating around at that point. We were thousands and thousands in debt with the business. I was tens of thousands in debt personally to, to get to this point of making no money with the business. And it all revolved around 
brand content and we couldn't create it. We couldn't create enough of it. So we started recruiting these people. So we were lucky that we found a few good people that were able to submit content onto the website in various areas to really beef it up. And we did start to get search engine rankings through that. Something that also helped us was getting press coverage. So we would email, again, I took it upon myself to go through all the newspapers, all the magazines that featured websites, because just having a website back then was a thing. So there were website of the day was featured in different newspapers. There were magazines dedicated to the latest websites that had been released. Can you imagine that? Like, oh, a new website has been released. Like, I mean, there's billions now. But back then, this was early, early days before Facebook, before Twitter, before LinkedIn, for all those things. And we managed to get featured in a lot of those. So we were getting traffic through that. And we were also getting bit of advertising revenue starting to come in, but not enough to even offset the, the money that we'd already invested, but it had at least started. Hey, Chainiacs, if you're a visual learner and you'd like to get my free teachings on video, then head over to my YouTube channel because seeing things on screen can actually help you retain the information better. So if you want to do that, just go to youtube.com forward slash Michael Cheney. That's youtube.com forward slash Michael Cheney. Okay, back to the show. Now, the real breakthrough came when we combined our knowledge of content with our knowledge of search engine optimization. Because what we had in our community website is we had a directory. So we started this directory where initially we were listing sponsors, but over time we just listed anybody that wanted a link in this directory. And what we said is you can get in this directory if you link back to Oz on your website. So it's a reciprocal linking thing, which back in the day was huge for Google ranking and search engine traffic. So we started out with a few hundred, then we had a few thousand websites linking into our website. Now, initially we did this wrong because we had them all linking to the main homepage of the site saying, here's a seniors community. But what we started to do and what we realized is that we could have them link to a specific section of the directory that was related to their website. So let's say again, using the phishing example, we had a directory that had sports, recreation, hobbies, blah, blah, blah. And then if you drill down, you would get to a phishing section and all the websites sites in that phishing section would have linked back to that phishing section from their phishing website. And Google would look at that and say, wow, a lot of phishing websites are pointing into this website page about phishing, which happened to be our directory page. And therefore that page would start to get good ranking in the search engines for traffic. Now you might think, well, what's the benefit of that from our point of view, if we're just getting all this search engine traffic going to our directory? Well, what it meant is it started to go viral because website owners would find the directory, they'd want to get in that directory because it was high ranked on Google. And because of that, they would link back to us. And because they linked back to us, we got more traffic. And because we got more traffic, more people want to get in that directory and therefore they had to link back to us and so on. So it grew and grew and grew. Now, the really cool thing about this type of content is that we were able to put AdSense on it. So this is the Google advertising program. And what it did is it puts their ads on your site. So you embed a bit of code and it puts the ads on your page relevant to that page. Now we were doing okay with revenue when we first started doing this, when we were getting this huge amount of traffic, we might have got a thousand to $2,000 a month revenue, which is nothing to be sniffed at, certainly back in those days. But what really exploded it is when I realized that we could put an image above the ads. At the time, this was not against the terms and service. 
it was just an ingenious thing that I came up with because the Google ads at that point, the AdSense ads, you could display them in groups of four. So it was a row of four images, one, two, three, four across the page. And we would put this on every directory page, which was getting masses and masses of traffic. And what I then did is I got an image related to that particular section of the directory. So phishing in this example, I'll get four phishing images because I knew the ads on that page would be related to phishing because of Google AdSense would scrape that page and look at all the content. So I got four phishing related images, put them just, I think it's either just underneath or just on top of where the ads would be displayed. And the click throughs went through the roof. We went from about one to $2,000 of revenue up to at a point $19,000 per month in AdSense revenue. Now that's not a split. That's the money that we took into our bank account as a result of doing that strategy. Hey, if you're on Facebook, you'll want to join my fast growing point click profit group. It's a free group where I do deep dives on how to grow your internet business fast. Just go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash point click profit and I'll see you there. Now back to the show. Now, eventually Google closed that down. They closed down that so-called loophole. They said, no, you can't put images near the ads. They shut it down. But during that time, we made an absolute truckload of money. We got a ton of traffic. And of course, we were able to monetize that traffic and get a lot more people linking back into our directory. But it wasn't really pure content. It was kind of getting traffic, but quickly cycling it through ads. We weren't really building a community and we weren't putting out valuable content, but it was a short-term way at least to generate income. After that, I started to realize that over this time, I'd learned so much about marketing, about selling programs online, about getting traffic that I actually started to package up my digital training program. And that was the next phase of my content creator journey. So this is in about 2006. And I launched my very first digital program, which taught people how to get traffic and make money from AdSense. Now that program, when I launched it, did $250,000 in a week in sales and I took home half of that. The rest of it was from affiliates who were promoting the program. So that was a very breakthrough moment for me in my content creator journey. And I realized that when you have valuable content that people will pay good money for because it will help them dramatically in some way, either prove their business, improve their life, improve their earnings or whatever, that content has a much higher value than content that you monetize through ad revenue. Now you can do both, which we continue to do. We grew the community, but over time, actually all the knowledge and the expertise that I'd got by building the community became more monetizable and more value than actually continuing to grow the community. So I parked the community to one side, focused instead on becoming an expert in all these different marketing topics, and then trained people on how to do all of that based on what I'd actually done in the battlefield. And selling that information became very, very lucrative. And I went on to make millions and millions of dollars doing that. Now, the next phase of my content creator journey was recognizing personal brand and actually putting out more and more content. This is around the time of YouTube coming out, social media starting to take off. So I started to build a profile and put regular content out. And that brings us right up to today, where right now we are putting out every day, six TikTok videos, six Facebook reels, six Twitter posts, six LinkedIn posts, six YouTube shorts typically, and two to three long YouTube videos every single week. So the biggest lesson I've learned in all of this is that the internet is content. And if you're not creating content, you're not creating value. And if you're not creating value, you won't ever create massive income and revenue. So you need to make sure you're putting out content on a regular basis and ideally give your best stuff away for free and then just charge people if they want your help to implement. 
Hey Chaniacs, I'd be eternally grateful if you'd leave a review for me on this podcast. I don't put any ads or sponsorships on here, so when you leave a review, it helps get this free training into the hands of the entrepreneurs who really need it. It just takes a few clicks to do, and your review will make my day. And more importantly, it will create a ripple effect to help the fate and fortunes of countless entrepreneurs. Thank you.